Journal of a Madman. Welcome to the Journal of a Madman podcast, interview edition. Today's guest is the incredible Hannah O'Donoghue Hobbs. Hannah is the social media coordinator for Casado. As well as smashing it on Instagram for Casado, Hannah has her own social media agency, all the while being a mother to two and a wife. This recording was a pleasure and it really made me feel amazing to talk to such a refreshingly brilliant human. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe and to leave a review and remember to tell at least one friend about this deep dive into the inner workings of a mama's thoughts, fears and truth. Right, let's get into it. Enjoy! People say that it takes a village to bring up a child. But what do you do when village life is a thing of the past? You join Mama Social Co. We are a parenting organisation that creates support, events, activities and connection for real parents. Come join us on our weekly talk and walk sessions, play sessions and much more. Please join our community through our Instagram and Facebook page, at Mama Social Co. Or join the socials by subscribing via our website at www.mamasocialco.co.uk. You don't have to be isolated or alone. Come bridge the gap between nature, nurture and community. Hi Hannah, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Freezing but alive. It is actually frozen today. It's definitely going to snow. I mean, I can't bother with that. I just, I, I don't know how to defrost the car. I don't know how to adult in this, in this climate. <laughs> I, I just, um, we live in a, a nice old lady street, so nobody oh. ever passes it. So I just go out 10 minutes before and turn the car off, turn the car on and know yeah. that it's not going to be stolen. We live opposite a school, so... Oh. Busy. No. Busy, busy. I did make friends with someone. I'm only beefing with them all because I parked across my drive and all this ag. But this one was like, Do you want to borrow a scraper? I was like, Yes, thank you. <laughs> all that scraping with a book because no one has CDs in the car anymore, do they? Oh my God. Um uh bank card works. Oh, yes. That would also, also, I used to do this trick young when I was younger. I don't think it's legit. I don't think you should do it. But I used to get some warm water and throw it on. Yes. But I, would that not you know crack what? me? Exactly. That was in my head to do, but then I thought, oh, I don't know about this. I feel like something was twinging in my head, like it feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it feels wrong to do. It never, ever cracked. I think I must have done it oh. 20, 30 times back in the day. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, I don't actually think this is legit. Like, no. I'm going to smash my car up. You imagine, yeah. throw the water on and... Crap, yeah. I mean... I mean, we we made it. I was we were like two minutes late, but you know, safety first. Safety first. <laughs> so, can you give us a little whistle stop tour of who you are, what you do, um? Because I absolutely adore your company, um, mm-hmm. and husband, kids, all the yeah. setup. Let's let's hear Fabulous. it. So I am Hannah. I am currently social media coordinator at Casato and general. 
Um, I think on Instagram, it looks like I just mess around the showroom and just like get about with a different pram every week. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like content creator and uh, general. I show up on videos. That's what I do. Um, and at home, I so I also have my own social media agency. So I've got um, a few clients on the go there. And I'm also full-time mumming to Nelly and Cora. Nelly's one. And Cora is five and a half. The half is very important at the moment. She's obsessed with the half. Um, and Wayne, who's 31, <laughs> and, and is included in the parenting situation. Um, but yeah, we've been together since we were 16. And wow. Yeah. And we're here now in adult in like in a house and all sorts, cars and bills and yeah. Madness. I've been in 16. That you mm. must have gone through ah, you've been 17 different Kayleys since I was 16. That's this is it. And I think it's I wouldn't this that sounds really bad. All right, straight away I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I think it, yeah, it's like I think when you with someone for that long, you miss out on like I was saying we I never got took out for a date. You know, when like you get picked up. Mm. We were at that age, we were already like Obviously, we've been together when he got his first car. I think he was like 18 or 19. We'd been together. So we were like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm going to get ready for this date. So you don't get that. So you don't get to be that date person. Mm-hmm. I've never asked, you know, asked anyone what their job is or, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's it's wild. Sometimes I think that's why, because I sometimes I'm like in my head, I'm like, I still feel like 16, 17. And is that why? Mm-hmm. Because you know, I never had to be. Because I couldn't just be me turn up to a date now. You'd have to be a different person. Yeah. So, yeah. I've got one regret of, like, not regret, because that's a nasty word, but yeah. I've never had a one-night stand. There is, yeah, yeah. Like, I've, yeah. I've, I've you know, I've had it. It's been a nice time with myself. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, that that one night where you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, and yeah. You're, run away yeah. like I've never done that and like me on my deathbed I'm surely not going to be thinking about that but like you know you you're like oh I've never actually done that like what yeah. is that about yeah and I spoke yeah. to the girls and they're like you're not missing anything I'm like this, yeah but let me know let me know that <laughs> let me figure that out for myself <laughs> the, I mean it would require too much logistics now we'd have to you know babysitters all sorts so I would have got time <laughs> And the husband as well, but yeah, it's just things like that. But um, but it has been it's lovely to have done so. Like we've done like A levels, degrees, like you know, first jobs, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's lovely. And then yeah, like just two like proper scallies, and now we've got kids and legitimate like hobbies and stuff. <laughs> hobbies? What are your hobbies? Oh, I, just, I said that as soon as I said it. I was like, what freaking hobbies do you have, Hannah? Other than like TikTok, like. <laughs> Well, Wayne likes golf. Well, Wayne, he's a very, he loves a hobby. So he would like, he's got boxing gloves in the shed. He's got fishing, like golf. Oh my God. Um, Cricket? Dale's into cricket. I'm literally recording a podcast. You can't do this. No, thank you. I would like a cup of tea, please. Okay, I'll get you one. Uh, I don't want the light on. No, sorry. Mum, please go away. Are you sure you're not still sixteen? 
I just, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't want to see because I had my cup of tea and she knows that. <laughs> to just come in and say hello. My mum would do the same. She'd be oh. like, nosy neb, like who you talking to today? Chat, yeah, I was like, record a podcast. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, so oh. uh, yeah. So, so hobbies. We? hobbies. So, yeah, I don't know what hobbies I have. Over the, I would love to have, that would be a thing. I always think, oh, there's, I really need to do, you know, like time for yourself. Like I used to go to the gym five days a week. Oh, and I love that. So I know, I was, in, I was like in labour with Cora in the gym, like just chilling, like having a lovely old time. I used to, I, I love, like not for like, I wasn't hench. I wasn't even skinny. Like I just loved going every night and just working out. But no, I'm not babe. Yeah, like I'm not a bit well. When I went back to work with Cora, I used to go at lunchtime, but now no. So I would like to carve out a bit of time to do something. But right now, work. I love working. Mm-hmm. Like working is my hobby. Aside from looking after these, like I love what I do. Yeah. Um, for like, oh, for Casato is just like the dream job. Um, and then like my own stuff as well. Like I just love social media. Yeah. You need oh, to teach me how to do because I don't have a freaking clue. Well, 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 here I am. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And it's also one of the things that you can <clears> work <throat> so hard at, like, and I can make the best content and get the lights on and blah, 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 and then it'll bomb because Instagram's in charge. Like, someone else is in charge of your hard work. So that's um, the roller coaster, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with hobbies and I think with mums, I used to get extremely jealous of Dale's ability to just go and do something with oh his friends. God. And he, we used to, the amount of arguments we would have where it would be like, but like you're going to play cricket all yeah. day. Like, where's my full day for myself? Imagine. It's like, but if you had some, so if you played cricket, I would allow you to I'll go. I'll play cricket. <laughs> so get me whites on, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I remember having a conversation with a girl, uh, one of my friends actually about it, and she was having a really bad time being, like, quite irritated by the whole mm. m- man offness. Like, yeah. And I'm like, it's because we want it, but we just don't have it. Like, our mates are, are mamming as well, and we, we yeah, find yeah. it hard to carve out that time. And any yeah. sort of self-care that I do, you know, I walk all over. Yeah. Know, that's my big thing. Um, yeah. Eva slept in this morning so I actually meditated on a morning which is like it was me jam like before I had Eva and it'll come back once she starts sleeping more but you know having that time for myself but I I started to play golf um because all of the men in my family all play golf so I've always been around it and I'm pretty good um and I don't like playing with Dale because he's a psycho. <laughs> but me dad, it's really nice to do with me dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I haven't done it this this year and obviously last year when I was pregnant. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I've gone to the driving range a few times. That's good. Yeah. But next year when Eva's older and, you know, you can leave her for longer and whatnot. Put it in I'm your diary like saying, that is what I'm doing yeah. but we, me and my friends my friend's got um, a three week old at the moment so she is like knee deep in the trenches and we were saying like like a partner went for a shower just didn't announce it to anyone just went went and had a shower and she was like I, she had to military arrange like she needed to wash her hair she had to get a mum she had to get like mm-hmm. can you imagine just going for a shower like 
or an hour long poop like <laughs> can you imagine stuff like that looks like that's what drives me insane and I'm like I just want to have a shower yeah. without having to sort someone's earrings out or sort the earrings are our current drama in our house oh my god oh when did she get her ears pierced so it's been her dream of her whole five years of existence to have five and a half years please five and Anna. A half. oh my god five and a half and then so it was and I was like if you still want it, I was like it's gonna hurt me if you still want it we can wait for the summer holidays like after reception mm-hmm. and so she's like please please so like the first day when I got them done she didn't cry it was absolutely fine well then we took them out to go back to school in September because I always thought six weeks was the thing they're closing up every day every day so every day I'm re-piercing <laughs> and just scream it and it's oh my god and I'm like do you just want to leave them out and we can get them done another like when you're in big school she's like no just do it like, oh bless her choose this piercing life I didn't want this every night and I was like wait can you do it tonight he's like no my hands are too big so yeah that's just random things you didn't think would be an issue in life just hands being big Hands being big and piercing ears, yeah. Could you not just put plasters on them? You would think. I got an email about when I did that. I did it for a few weeks. I thought, we'll just cover them up. Like, earrings. <laughs> Cora's had her earrings on. Like, oh. So I don't want to be that naughty mummy either. So they're out. Yeah, but that they're just Dry. like wanting her to feel pain every day. Know, instead of just putting a little plaster up her. No. But hey ho, psychos. Hello. So, um, what is your origin story? We've just met Mam. She's just popped yeah. in. So, oh, what she's... what was your childhood like? Oh, lovely! It's lovely. To, like we, so there's me, me and my sister. We're four years apart, and then we've got Annie, who is um thirteen years younger or fourteen years younger. Mm. So she wasn't here for most of, <laughs> most of the good times. Um. But yeah, we always had like, my mum's got five brothers and sisters, like one sister, four brothers. So all, all of the cousins, we were just all together all the time. Like we'd spend, I'd like in the summer holidays, like a week at Mary Ann's or she'd come here and we're all just bundled together. And um, my mum, my, my dad's a builder, so my mum didn't work. So everyone was always at our house and it was just good times. Like, you know, when you look at, my mum used to video everything. Um, Like we've got videos of us all just like, about six of us in the bed like having a sleepover just like loving life like just like a play like you know like games that went on for days and just mm. I don't remember like even you know any parents being around just us like having a good time and you know you realize like no one else is sometimes people had one cousin and we were so lucky to have so many and like be able to have them around all the time um so yeah we had a, a lovely time and we lived in Ireland for a bit oh that was good um, we had a horse and chickens and a dog. What a oh dream! So why um, did you move there, though? So we're Irish, um, mm-hmm. and basically, my so the house my mum got given the house where my granddad was born. So it's like really, really old. Um, it was literally like that house, like the same. So every time like a car went past, the house would shake. It was dangerous. <laughs> so we couldn't live in that. So my dad and granddad moved over there and built us a new house. Casually built us a new house. Um. And then we, yeah, moved there. But my mum, coming from, like, so we we live in, like, a town, like, five minutes to Tesco, like, big Sainsbury's, whatever. Going from here to then, like, nothing. Like, you cannot nip. There's no nipping anywhere. Like, it's full going out. Like, you can't – It's I love it now, but you can't – if you don't drive, 
you're done for like when it's dark it's just dark like the road has like grass in the middle do you know what I mean amazing now but at the time it was just uh, to raise kids I think it'll be really lonely there yeah we came back <laughs> she's like nah let's go so, so if you still there, got oh, that property yeah yeah we're going there for Christmas oh um, my god it's it, like now I appreciate it so much but when you're a teenager it's like oh my god what the hell what the hell are these sheep looking at me um but yeah so yeah we had a lovely time a lovely time just yeah just all with my family all the time um school was fine yeah very lucky very lucky yeah 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 can you see any similarities between the way you parent and the way you were parented I think that um so we haven't got as many obviously cousins and stuff like that but I I find I love being like core of it especially obviously the bigger one being surrounded by lots of people lots of other kids like just loads of my friends have got kids some of them are on three we've got loads and just having them all together I think is really important having close not necessarily school friends like having a separate group that you just you've all known each other since forever just bunging them into a room shutting the door like fight for yourselves like just I find that I feel that really important um I think I can definitely be short-tempered like my mum <laughs> I feel that when I'm like um and I say the same things as her um but I think I like yeah like my mum like I just want to be more importantly, I don't want to be a friend. I know everyone says you shouldn't be your kid's friend and stuff. Like, I would, I would never want, and I wouldn't ever take the mick out of my mum, but we are friends. And, like, I want Cora to be able to tell us everything and, and yeah, not have, I'd rather, I'd rather, like, push the boundaries a little bit and I'd be like, nah, like, then just be afraid or, like I said, not be able to tell us things or no I know where she is and stuff like that so I find that really important and that's probably a little bit opposite because my mum was quite quite strict probably because of the way that again the way that she was brought up so there was things that we weren't allowed to do that I was like maybe snuck and did so (laughs) I would I would want it to be yeah a little bit different but yeah being being friends with my kids is really important but we're not having them take the mic yeah like how do you I want, I know Eva's going to be my, Mm. she's my one-year-old. She's going to be my best friend when we're Mm. older. But I also, at this stage in life, know that I want to be her mum first. Yeah. And then her friend when she's older and she can fend for herself. But I also, the exact same as you, I don't, we always have like, you're allowed, if you tell the truth, you won't get wrong. Yeah. Even if you have done something wrong, yeah. you don't tell lies, and this mm-hmm. is a safe space. That's I don't yeah. want to be like you've just said, nicking off around the bike sheds yeah. for a fag. I'd rather, I wanna... I'd rather know that you're in the park and your friends have got this drink and whatever. If you're gonna, I'd rather know that you've had this many or you've had whatever, and not like I was too scared to drink because I thought one could see everything. So <laughs> like, I was really good, but then you miss out on these like the you know like the not the naughtiness but like the craziness that you need to work out how to get yourself out of kind of thing yeah that a lot of people had like oh my god it was like five in the morning and da, da, da. Like, I haven't really got many stories like that because I thought a mum could see everything 
Was she a clairvoyant? Literally. I, I, so I used, I'm, oh, this is going to be the worst thing for you to edit because I'm just so all over the place when I'm talking. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But like, I used to have fits when I was younger in the night. Right. So there was no fear of having them in the day, I don't think. Um, but we had to go to Alton Towers every year with school. We had to, we wanted to, um, as like an end of term thing. And someone said, do not go on any big ride and I'll know. I'll know because you'll have a fit and da, da, da. so I was like waiting for hours like for my friends <laughs> when they went on Nemesis I was like no I will know like I can't I can't and why would that bring on the fits I don't know why would having a bracing bring on a fit I don't, I don't know but I also now that I've got a kid I get imagine the fear of like mm. obviously when I was having them I had no clue watching they must be horrible to watch and yeah. go to all these like um uh, is it an MRI scan? The big yeah. go to all them with you can must be horrific. So I can imagine you just lose it a little bit. <laughs> so do you have fits now? No, such would. Um, they said it was because I was this height. You can't see I'm, I'm like five foot seven, but I was this height when I was like eleven. No. So yeah, yeah. So I, they said it was because I just grew too fast. Like the brain waves didn't catch up, or something just went a bit mad. But I was, yeah, I was this tall. Like, I looked so stupid in year six. Like, <laughs> I hated it. I used to, like, try and, like, slouch, like, <laughs> to try. And I used to hate, it, you know, like, school discos because yeah. I couldn't dance. Everyone, you know, everyone was jumping because that's all you did. Like, it was just, I couldn't jump. <laughs> already there. <laughs> like, I couldn't, I, I hated it. And all the boys were obviously really small and you're just this big giant in, like, size seven. I've had size seven shoes since year six. My God. It was horrific. So but, did yeah. people, were people kind at school about that? Or was it something um, that? I honestly didn't care. People weren't kind. Like, my teeth are massive. I had, um, Your really, teeth are not massive? Really are. No, no, from here, you can't see. I'm not going to show you the side profile. They're really bad. But I don't care. Like, I don't, everyone's getting turkey teeth. And I'm like, should I? I'm like, no, I'm all right. Like, I'm all right. But, um, yeah. I had turkey no teeth. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, turkey I, I, I know turkey teeth. Right. Yeah. Of course, I do. Yeah, I'm just laughing, and and they look great. I'm all happy for anyone who's happy with with themselves. But I just I couldn't be asked. I don't like. I had a bad time in Turkey when I went. I don't want to go again <laughs> for dentistry. I don't want to. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I had really frizzy hair. I had my teeth were messed up. Um, and I was eight feet tall. Like people said horrible things, but I like I think my mom was raised. I'm really, I'm, I was confident. Sounds like you show me happy, but I'm like I'm all right because my mom never had like she never like was on crazy diets or never really spoke about how she looked. No one say like I look nice. Like so we were. I was like this is how I look. Like yeah. I really didn't care. So people were nasty. People were horrible about my teeth, about my hair, about yeah being a giant like people said I remember in year one and I still this guy is now a bouncer in town so whenever I see him I'm like he called me bushhead right <laughs> which is I know, so it's, well, it's a valid description right but I always remember and I was like because he was my cousin's friend and I thought my cousin would back me and he didn't and I nearly said his full name <laughs> but every time I see him now he's a bouncer at this prominent club in Manchester and I see him and I think you I hope I hope people aren't nice to you tonight <laughs> look at this I'll never forgive you for bushhead bushhead in year one like mm. five six year old don't care 
<laughs> I don't care. <laughs> don't call me butchered. But yeah, but honestly, I've never really. People say I just really didn't care about how what people thought of how I looked. Like I was the funny one. Like my friends were all model, like beautiful. I was just fine. It really never. And where's that the comedic? Because I have never laughed like this on a podcast. Like I am loving life right now. Like, where's that? Just, where's that from? I don't. I think having like not having to be, but like that's my. That's just what I do. And I'm not trying. That sounds awful. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not like, <laughs> like. But it's just. I don't know. Like I think it's probably from being like in a big family. You've got to be something. You've got to like. Mary Ann was a crazy one. Like Tom used to do magic. <laughs> <laughs> like we just all do like this is what you've got to do and I think my family's quite funny like we'll all just say like you know he sat there with my granddad after a bit and he'll say something like I my granddad's obviously we're all Irish but he's like got quite a strong accent and he came in the other day and he's like someone just said I needed to slow down talk and they didn't know what I was saying and I was like oh bloody hell and he's like I told them they should listen faster just <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but yeah, I think we've all just, I don't know, I don't know, but that's always been my thing. I remember someone pointing out in like, um, in year, must be like year nine or ten, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I thought I was just being how I am. Yeah. So have you always wanted to be a man then? Yeah, always, like that's like, I think, I remember one being, I think the health visitor was there one day when I had Cora, and she was like, do you think she's doing all right? And mum was like, yeah, I'm quite shocked. I was like, Can I? it was just easy because we had Annie. So when I was, um, I think it's 14 or 15 years. I don't know how old. How old is anyone anymore? Mm. But I've been around babies. Like with my fat, like there's always been a baby in the family. And I, I like kids. Like I realised that when I was planning my wedding, I was like, I want kids there. Like I like, I like kids. Um, So it just came really easily. And Cora was, really like really good I realized that now I've got Nelly I was like Cora was <laughs> an angel freaking hell I go I used to get my full like hair colored blow-dried with Cora on my lap like wow. at any age and now Nelly couldn't I couldn't brush my hair with her mm. on my lap I, so she was a dream like we're just best mates so I found it really just yeah apart from day one to five hated and I hate that with Nelly as well it's like one to five dropped me out I would, I would be a surrogate for, I would say a surrogate for anyone, whatever, but I can't do that. I can't do <laughs> day one to five is hell. Yeah, the baby blues or something else like. It's not even, I didn't have that. I don't think I had, I blame that on the placenta pills that I had. Um, It's just the, oh, your body's disgusting. Like not even in terms of the, I don't care about my belly, but like your boobs aren't, nothing is doing, you're not in charge of anything. Like, <laughs> boobs are disgusting and icy and uh, like everything is just walking feels weird sweaty I remember my cousin came the first day I came home with Nelly and my cousin came and got in bed and I was like Marianne I'm gonna like I hate that you're so near to me <laughs> so hot I'm so <laughs> I just, yeah I don't like don't like day one to five that um it was it was obviously different with Eve because I had merged section, but with Fred, yeah. your belly, the skin on your belly. I remember getting in the shower about an hour after delivery, and I was like, oh, "What is I that feeling? Why did they make me have a shower? Why did they make you have a shower? Like, let me just have a minute before you make me clean. Like, just 
<laughs> but it was just an empty sack of nothingness, wasn't it? It was just like soft Play-Doh that's been in the microwave. Like, uh, no, I get what you mean. Totally get what you mean. So what were your pregnancies like then? So Cora um, was a, just a dream, like, fine, I wasn't sick. I was quite tired and a bit, like, seasick at the beginning. But, you know, and you're like, oh, my God. Um, but, like I said, I was in the gym, like, un- until, like, the week of having her. Um, I, just fine. Like, everything was easy breezy. I had to have a few growth scans at the end, um, which I think was a bit of a mix-up now. And they said, like, oh, she's going to be small towards the end. And they're like, but I wasn't induced. Like she was eight days late. But they said, yeah, get a few like tiny baby clothes. And she was nine pounds seven. Honestly, you <laughs> have no clue. These growth like, stuff. Yeah. So that was just a bit random at the end. But it was felt like I had, um, I did a lot of hypnobirth and I had like a, literally a textbook, like hypnobirth, bit like in the pool and lights music smells like the, just loving light it was like it didn't hurt mm-hmm. and everyone thinks I'm mad I don't mind labor day I don't mind it didn't hurt me I had a paracetamol and I'm a wimp like I cannot have my blood's taken like I hate I, I'd hate it but it didn't hurt she put the midwife was like are you pushing I was like no it, she just pushed herself out mm-hmm. like I didn't do it um and then I had I had to have stitches after, but then I got the gas and air, so I was chilling, like, <laughs> that was fine. And, yeah, really, really easy breezy. Like, everything was chill. And, like, I think I got, I got pregnant the first month of trying. Like, it was just tick, 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 madness. Um, and then, yeah, Nelly, the opposite. Mm. Like, it was not the opposite. got pregnant really quick. It, I mean, it was like three months it felt like infertility you know when you're like mm-hmm. and it went now like what the hell like I was very dramatic to myself about that um and then got pregnant and I like an early scan just because I can't I just can't connect to anything that's going on so I thought, went but like one of them eight week like private ones mm-hmm. and I went and she was like oh I can't see anything I was like oh so like, I can see a cyst I was like oh lovely lovely like so she found us here she's like there is a sack there's something there but it might be that your dates are wrong so I was like oh okay that's fine so that was like hanging to come away just like I don't actually know she said like I think you are you are pregnant but but so I was like oh so that wasn't um very very reassuring then went for the 12 week one and this was still so you had to wait you didn't you didn't go I didn't know can we come back in a week can we come back in a she was like I just wait for your 12 week one so I was like okay and then I think more because I had Cora and your second pregnancy is always crazy because you've got the other one it's like you're not counting every day and like looking on the app and yeah I was like oh just don't Um, have time no, so it got to 12 weeks in like no time really. And um, it was still Corona. It was a lockdown, but it was still no one could come with me to the scan, which at the time, I think because we were so like trudging on with this pandemic, like life, you're like, that's fine. It actually really wasn't fine. Like it's horrible to just be in there. You know? And like then I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and also really hard for, like, I find it hard to connect to a baby that I can't see. So I can't imagine... Like Wayne just sat outside in the car, like, here's a picture that could be any picture off Google. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it must be mad. But yeah, so did the 12 week scan. That was fine. The baby was there, lovely. Did the blood test for the um 
what's it called? The, mm, the, the Patau's Down syndrome at Edmonds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that, whatever, and then carried on my life. And then, um, so they say you get a call in a week or something if there's anything wrong with the test or you get a letter. So I see Stephen Hill ringing at the hospital, sorry. And I was like, oh my God, like, Cora was watching telly and I just like went in the other room and she was like, and it was, it's weird because it's someone from school's mum, but I feel like she didn't know me and I couldn't be like, hi, Charlotte's mum. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, hi. Um, so I'm just ringing about the test results from, where, what is, is it an anomaly? I don't know what it's called anyway. I know and what I, you mean. Yeah. We so got like, told to go down to this room and go get your bloods. Go get your bloods. Yeah, just get your bloods casually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right. She's like, um, the results have come back high for everything. Oh. So I was like, um, right, okay. Like, I don't, huh? <laughs> um, and so then, so she, she was like, I want you to get a pen and paper because you're not going to remember what I'm going to say. So I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like trying to find a pen and paper. I like, try not to faint. Um, and then, and also at this point, I hadn't told anyone that I was pregnant. So I was just like, this is horrific. Um. Why? oh because my sister was just having a, like a bad time so I didn't want to be like oh you're depressed <laughs> I'm having a baby so mm-hmm. I thought we'll just wait until like she's a bit better um but yeah so I'm writing this down she's like one in 50 one in it, all these numbers I was like I don't know what what is even happening and I knew Patel's and Edwards it kind of just means the, the baby won't, won't survive doesn't yeah. it like and so I was thinking it's not viable really not about, so I was like oh like the more more so because I was thinking about Cora and I was like, I just can't imagine a bit. I was just like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. Down syndrome. I was like, that's fine. I was like, that's fine. Like one of my cousins had Down syndrome. I was like, it's, it's fine. Like I, I, would, I would rather know so we can plan like schools and what supports available. I was like, I was like, that's fine to, to her. And she was like, there is um a lot of lung and heart problems and da, 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 that comes with Down syndrome. And I had no clue of because he never had. So I was like, oh, I, I just, I thought it was like learning dis- disabilities and like, yeah, just need an extra support. She's like, no, it is. It can be um like life threatening. So I was like, oh. so I'm writing all this stuff down. And she's like, I need to have a think about what you want to do. I was like, I am going under, <laughs> going under. So I knew you could have the the big needle in your belly, but the risk of that was a one in a hundred chance of miscarriage. And I was yeah. trying to weigh that up with the one in it was like one in twenty, one in thirty chance of the baby having it having any any other thing so I was like this is just horrific like this isn't a dis- a normal decision um and you could either have a blood test that you pay like I think it's like 300 pound on the NHS um or you can go private and I remember my friend had gone private to this place near us in Alderley Edge and she really recommended like it was really reassuring whereas with the NHS one you just got a blood test that they sent off and you have to wait two weeks for so I thought I'm going to pay like luckily I'd been grafting like doing social media stuff over lockdown so I had like about 10 clients on the go so I paid it was like 600 pound for this blood test that I could get the next day mm. so I was like let's just sort this out sort this out but like see what's going on so um we went there and I was like thinking, imagine if you didn't have none of any of this money like do you know what I mean if you didn't have 300 pound for the NHS test which a lot of people wouldn't or 600 for this like private one at so you're going to have the big needle then it's just I just can't imagine so we went there and it was so she did like it was two hours she did about an hour long scan and it really hurt so I was like this is 
weird like because she's pushing down like into literally she's checking every finger every like bone the um was it just an ultrasound or it was an ultrasound yeah yeah but like nothing I'd ever had before like digging right in like she was looking at every little thing and she was like so and explaining the whole time what she was looking for so like so yeah we're down to it was like the lung if the lungs and heart can be really badly affected she was looking at every like ventricle that went into the lungs whatever and she's like they're all fine so when I saw that was fine I was like I don't care about anything else like as long as the heart and lungs were I didn't know if she was she um as long as the heart and lungs were fine and I didn't care at all um and then she's like she checked the skull because that's one of the, I think it's Patel's or Edward's like the skull might not form or something she's like the skull is fine it's like oh my god so she said from from like the hour that she spent, she was like, I would say there's a low risk of, of everything. She's like, but I can't confirm until they send the blood off to America. And then they separate, I know they separate, so like they separate your chromosomes from the babies and mix it all up, whatever. And then, so I was waiting and I was working out the two weeks and how long I'd have to wait. And it was the day before Cora's birthday. Mm. I was like, oh my God, like it, Imagine if we get bad news like the, the night before, it would just be so bad. So I just kept the week before I just kept ringing. I was like, just seeing if there's any results coming. <laughs> just seeing. And I remember all that week I kept seeing pregnant women everywhere. I kept seeing one magpie. I kept seeing like just it was so bad. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to go out actually. If anything goes wrong, I can't go anywhere. Because mm-hmm. there was a woman at school and I was like, she she looked like the same, like 12, like maybe 16 weeks pregnant and I thought I can't see her have a baby like I can't do it I was just being very dramatic in my head um you're not being dramatic you've been true to your reality at the time I can't you know you just like you know like getting car ready for nursery I was like I don't feel like I'm here like we're just I'm just doing things to get to this date autopilot it was so bad so then I um one day like oh yeah your results are coming we'll give you a call back in an hour I was like no 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 um so they they rang and they were like yeah so um check your name check this whatever she's like yeah so everything's come back low risk like oh all right and she's like do you want to know the gender I was like oh yeah all right it's like it's a girl it's like okay bye like it was just the weirdest call ever so I was like trying to ring Wayne like oh my god like everything's fine then went and got a chippy <laughs> it was just so I was like oh I just felt still felt sick and I waited till like 16 weeks then to tell people and I didn't and that was only people that I had seen I was like you know mum and dad and everything and like some of my friends um that we were seeing anyway like I told we told Cora about 16 weeks and then she just told people so that was fine um but then it was every every appointment there was something at there was the midwife like, I'm not happy with the heartbeat you need to go to triage oh I'm not happy with the, the measurement I'm not happy and I was like this is I hate this so much like thank god I wasn't ill as well mm-hmm. like so we could be ill to the end I was just like just sick with like nerves constantly like this is just so worried I remember one point I was quite heavily pregnant and she was like do you want me to get an ambulance or do you want to drive to triage I was like I'm driving like I, I can't she was like an ambulance for what because the heartbeat was too fast and right. um, she thought I'd lost my plug all this like madness um and I was like I'll drive in my like 
rubbish little car. I was like, I just don't want an ambulance. Like, I'll drive. And all the way, I was like, come on, Nelly. Come on, Nelly. Like, just driving. Like, like oh, my God. I don't even know how I got it. It felt like it took 40 minutes to get to the hospital. It doesn't. I was like, just... And I just kept, like, nudging it because I couldn't feel a kick. And I just kept, like, poking my belly, like, come on. And then in that, so I had to ring Wayne on the way. He wasn't allowed in. He was allowed up to the door of the frigging triage. I wasn't allowed in. And I was like, if anything is going wrong here, I'm going to have to say these words to him. Do you know what I mean? Instead of him being with me, I was like, like, she could be gone. And I'd have to say it out loud. It was so, but then a woman was like, why don't you just say that you're her care worker? I was like, (laughs) please stop it um so and then then they're like yeah so um we think you're going to be induced because they just had all these problems da, da, da. so I was like oh like, what is going on because you, you can't see in your belly I was like it's just constant like I was just so nervous and then when they said they were going to induce me because she'd stopped growing I was like fine let's go <laughs> let's do it and then they're like it's gonna be September the 11th I was like lovely <laughs> <laughs> love that um and then went in to get induced with her and I felt so bad on the midwives they were so understaffed like so tired I was like this is I felt really bad on them but I was also obviously panicking a bit about me as well because I was getting left for longer they're like we'll come back in two hours and I was like it's been like six and, and how and were you alone at that time yeah mm. and, like, I didn't want to mind anyone but also like I have, you have to a little bit and I just felt I felt awful um so they did the oh the first midwife wore me like a glove and I had no clue that was happening <laughs> like, literally I was like oh okay I think she was um doing the sweep doing a sweep. it felt more I've had a sweep before this felt serious maybe she don't know what she was doing to be honest don't know but it was it was a lot and then um, I think it's just different midwives techniques, you know, because I've had several and some of them, it was in my throat. I'm like, yeah. where are you going? What was like, that? Like, this is, and then I felt like she shoved me up the bed. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then, so I had whatever that was first. And then they gave me the pessary mm-hmm. that started working, but then they were like, how long have these contractions been going on for? And I was like, I had my app. I was like, well, it's been it's like, right, babies are like, and we need to stop them. I'm like, fucking hell. So like her heart rate's dipping. I was like, well, I don't know. I just thought I was in my zone. Like I didn't, I didn't, I was still trying to be like hypnobirthing. Um, I didn't know. And then, so they stopped the labor. And I was like, at what point are we doing too much of this baby? Like when can I have a C-section? I don't know what. I'm panicking like, cause no one could really explain anything. Cause they were all running in and out or like most of the stuff was done in the night. So it'd be like three in the morning waking me up to do something. I was like, I don't know. Who am I? Um, so I had the pessary. Then they broke my waters at one point. That was disgusting. Hated that. Oh, it's anger. And then the next morning it was like 8 a.m. She's like, okay, you're going to go and have an hour. I was like, what? <laughs> Wayne wasn't even there. I was like, can I just ring him? Em- emptied out the room I'd been in. Also, and I went to this they, they put, took you in for a C-section? No, I, I, I didn't know where I didn't know what was happening. I was like, okay so I just got my stuff didn't even ask and I went into this like more medically room mm-hmm. with like the um resuscitator thing there and like it was just so different to Cora's room and I was like oh I, I was like sorry what's happening <laughs> she's like are you gonna get the drip now and then you'll have her and I was like because I'd heard obviously horrible you hear horrible things about inductions before you have them you hear awful things and I was like oh I don't know if I want the drip she's like you have to have it I was like oh okay <laughs> had this drip and then I was like, 
I could feel the contractions got a bit worse. And I was like, but I was like, it's okay. I had like my lavender bag. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. Spraying it everywhere. It's fine. I had gas in it because I got on the gas in it straight away. And then and it got to, I was like, how long do you think this will go on for? Because it was solid. It went from like zero to 100 in note, which everyone says. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, how long will this go on for? She's like, you'll have it by tea time. And this is at about 11. I was like, I can't do this till tea time. Like, I can't, I can't. I'm solid when it comes to this, but I'm like, I'm not. And I was like, I think I need something. So she started explaining all these drugs. And Wayne was like, you said you didn't want drugs. Because I had said to him, if I say it, don't let me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's different. <laughs> no, no. This isn't like what it was before. This is not this it like, no. And then, so I got pethidine, um, which I regret highly because I had her about four seconds later. But I got pethidine and my leg still hurts from it. And I just felt like an absolute crackhead. And just like, I was like, oh, this is disgusting. It didn't help. It made me feel, gas and air makes you feel like drunk, I think. Mm-hmm. And then pethidine made me feel more drunk, like you need to go home, but you're also having a baby. Like <laughs> The pain was the same, mm-hmm. the exact same, but I was just in my head, gone, like absolutely gone. And like, I knew what I was doing. Cause I kept thinking, I don't want to tear, so I'm going to lunge. Like, so I'm like lunging. And then the woman was like, you're going to fall off the bed. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> trying to lunge off this bed. And then I was trying to, I was trying to push, but they turned me, you know, people are turning you, messing with you. Uh-huh. I tried to, I was like, something is happening. And I turned around and I had Wayne's arm, but then I got the midwife's arm as well. <laughs> She's going, get off my arm, get off my arm. I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It wasn't fine. I was like breaking her arm. And then she ran out the door and the head was coming out. She ran out the door and went, I need a midwife. So I was like, who are you? Some random cow walking past. Just like, Literally, I was like, who, who are you? Where was like, I don't know what's happening. I was like, she's coming out. Like the baby's coming out. So she went and got someone and then she went, not you, got another one. Then I thought, is something awful happening? Or I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then she just came out and then it was fine. It was mad drama at the end. Mad drama. Like she just came out, didn't need any stitches. So the lunging worked. (laughs) And they just put her on me and it was chill. Like it was madness. Absolutely. And then they were like, go and get a shower. (laughs) I felt like I, oh, I just felt like I was on well I was on something just stood in the shower like <laughs> with all of this blood just all coming this... it looks like you've been ripped like into old... isn't it Literally, but you have a little bit like just everything floppy just I was like I was just pretending to be in the shower I was like okay <laughs> la la flesh and water on you and you know what I felt one was like about an hour later I've not got your toast I was like it's fine honestly she went and got me this like horrible dry toast I was like it's okay you know people always say like the toast and tea after labor is the best thing they've ever tasted and Mm. I'm like where's these hospitals because my toast and tea was always absolutely shite it was nice with Cora it was nice but I don't like other people's tea really so that wasn't that nice but then with Nelly I was like this is just the state of the NHS isn't it this is the driest, horriblest piece of toast. I got KFC. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> KFC. And I was like, oh. Then, so Nelly then was Angel Baby following that. Like, so she was drama from the day she was conceived. But then, like, she slept through from six weeks. Like, she used oh. to get herself asleep. Oh, she wouldn't oh. do it anymore. She would just lie down and just be like, like, just angel baby and I feel like she gave me a little bit of a break from like the ag 
of everything else to just chill. She was just like, she's still, she's just more like one-year-old vibes now, like yeah. <laughs> doesn't care. Um, also helped her went back to work when she was eight weeks. Yeah. So that was crazy. Um, but she was just chill. So I didn't see anything wrong with that. So how do you balance work and mamming? I don't know if I do. I don't know. So Exato, it's amazing. So I'll go I go in the office one day a week um to do filming and I'll just like have like in you know the longer meetings and just to see the team. And then the rest of the week it's kind of we don't do nine to five. As long as you get your work done and you're not affecting anyone else's work or you know, if someone needs something from you at whatever time you can get it for them. You can do kind of whenever you want and where yeah. from where you want. So while um do the school run, get back. Nelly will have a nap, so I'll do a, a chunk of work then, and then we'll have lunch. Like we'll go to a baby group, maybe, and then she'll have another nap. So I'll do a big bit of work then, and I'll do a lot of work then after when they've gone to bed. Like any the admin stuff that doesn't need other people, get it all done. So it's just fitting it, fitting stuff in, and then obviously my other clients as well. Yeah, it's sort of run by mums. Mainly, yeah, or pets. So the CEO is a is a man, yeah. um, but he is also a parent, and just he really like he's really interested in different ways of working that aren't like who said you had to be at a desk from nine to five, like you have to drive an hour and a half or get a train for an hour and a half at a crazy time to to be productive. Like it, he, he's like he's interested in different ways and different. Yeah, ways to make get the most out of people, I think. Um, but yeah, like everyone else, everyone's a parent, like, and has, has been through similar things, whether it was like current, like the social team, we've both got a one year old, and like our brand manager just had a baby. And we've all, we all know we are the target audience. We're always saying this, like, we're for social, we're the target audience, we know what we're doing. Um, and yeah, like the creative director, she's got two grown up girls. We've just, we're all, yeah, we all know what people want I think and the struggles that come with parenting yeah. and being I always in say business that, like different things on the, even on like the on the travel systems like we've got a flip-flop friendly brake because how many times have you broke your toe like trying to put the brake up on your pram just yeah. stuff like that and like different suspensions or like we do um look at me selling prams now but like the <laughs> the wild continental has an adjustable um mattress in the carry cart for like reflux babies oh lush like, like that's because so many people have like said, oh, I've been propping up a mattress with like towels and all, and it's just, yeah. um, yeah. So I love things like that, and just uh, or like the um one-handed fold on the Woosh three. So like I went to Dublin with these two, Coronelli, on my own. I had the the pram, and I could just fold it in one thing. Oh wow! I was sick for just like when I was holding it, I obviously couldn't put it down on the floor at that time, and just plop done. I love stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like we all we do a lot of stuff with pet, like real parents in mind. So what's been your biggest challenge um, to date business-wise? You know, you've talked about your own social yeah. media company and um, Kasata. Um, I think it's definitely just um, over. Sometimes so I have this thing where I freeze and I can't do any work. I just can't do anything. Like, and I, I, I'm trying to work, like, is it is it cycle-wise? Is it, like, what is it that... I self-diagnose myself with ADHD I think like a lot of people are doing at the moment <laughs> like, yeah but it's something just 
free like I, the other day I like said to Claudia who's on the social team as well I was like Claudia I'm freezing I'm trying not to but I'm trying to do the, the things that are priorities and I'm just I can't I just can't get past it um so that's been like working out that and trying to get the most out of myself on productive days that's been like just a struggle and I think yeah just juggling and just getting into like the swing of things and then once you do now you'll do something like she started walking so that was when she used to sit down I could just sit next to me and I'd be at the desk because she'd be playing on the floor cute cute yeah so it's just um not feeling guilty on everything and stop caring about my kitchen not being tidy you know stuff like that like who can yeah. I do that like I'll be like oh my god the washing machine doesn't matter like that's my my main priority is like the kids are getting work done mm-hmm. like as long as no one's aggy at me everyone's happy I think Cora's only said one horrible thing once and I knew she was just being a bit of shit. She's like, um, you love your phone more than you love your kids. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I, I was like, you're absolutely like, you've just, I know, you know, and I know that she doesn't think that. I know she doesn't think that. And I know she was just saying, I was like, you know when, where she did it? We were literally out at like a, um, a forest, one of them forest play places. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm here in the forest for you. <laughs> stop it um and I was like you I, I used to I was like you know you don't mean that like you don't think that do you she's like no I just wanted so she wanted like a sausage roll or something and I was like right then because I know I, I know that she doesn't think that probably sound like I'm convincing myself there but I know that I'm like I'm really good at focusing on them it's probably everything else that's failing out but them mm-hmm. and my work that's the main focus um, so so what's your pet peeve as a parent though people like like judge, judgy people mm-hmm. like, I don't care my thing is that it sounds I'm still trying to word it the right way I've been saying this for years but it's not coming out right still I don't care what anyone else does in any part of their life like I don't care about like I don't care about if you only feed your kid bananas that's all right all right that's okay I it doesn't affect me I don't care if your kid has a dummy till they're 12 like I, I'm not bothered so I find it odd when people are like oh is she did like for example, I let Cora watch say like something that's PG. If I know a film, like what were we watching the other day? I like Bend It Like Beckham. She loves Bend It Like Beckham. Right. I don't think she knows what's going on. But it is, I think it's a PG. And so I was like, oh, um, Cora said that she watched Bend It Like Beckham. I was like, yeah, this is one of my friends. And she's like, it's a PG. I was like, and she was parently guarded. <laughs> and I know she either won't understand anything she just knows Jess wants to play football and so does she mm-hmm. like I don't I don't care so it bothers me when someone cares like people used to have opinions on how I dressed Cora because I used to just like I, I wasn't really big into pink and like princess stuff we just just dressed like chill and people used to say stuff and I'm like I just I I don't understand how you have time to care about unless a kid is in danger or you know something horrific is happening absolutely but having opinions on oh like, oh, did you see what she put her in today? No, because I was trying to get to work or I was trying to like live my life. So that's just random, just especially I don't get this on the internet. I'll be like, I've got like no followers personally. <laughs> but when people type things out, like it's took a while for me to not take Casato comments personally. Like when we'll make an amazing piece of content and people are like, oh, that baby doesn't look happy. And I'm like, it was so happy. <laughs> like, so I can't imagine the way people with bigger accounts handle the horrors that people are like the absolute even like when we put even it might be like a product shot and someone's like oh I've never seen a worse looking pram I'm like 
I will come to your house. So <laughs> like, it's proud. I, it blows my mind how to think it is one thing, but to type is mad. Absolutely mad. I totally agree with the what do you care for? Yeah, I and I might think, oh, I don't like that, but yeah. I would never go out of my way to be like, I don't like this. <laughs> Full stop. Exactly. I just really, really, but or even things like I've had people say, oh, my um my little girl whatever wouldn't have an iPad like that. I think what Cora had an iPad, we were going to Belfast or somewhere and she was two and there was trains and planes and you know in loads of different stages of that journey. So absolutely you put the wiggles on hon like I had my phone. Do you know what I mean? I had my so why would you not what do you want us to do? Sit and sing. Like and they're, oh no I wouldn't I wouldn't let my kid have an iPad. All right. That's weird of you to say. But okay, like, I don't know what you're going to do on your next journey, but all right. Like, I just find it mind-blowing to to care to voice things out loud. Good God. What do you want the kids to remember about their childhood and you? I always think this, like, when we're having a proper laugh, I'm like, oh, I hope this is ingrained in your head. Like, <laughs> like because like, I, like, remember random stuff. Like, I like the way my mum makes banana sandwiches. Well, that probably doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't realise that. So then we're like, yesterday we were just like dancing and we were all dancing. Like Nelly just started like standing up and she wants to dance with us. And I was like, I hope you remember like stuff like this. Like we're just chilling and like having a good time and not, because Cora always says, this is the best day of my life about stupid stuff. And I'm like, no, the other day was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like she'll get some nice passage. Like this is the best day. Um, but yeah, I just hope that like just having a laugh and do it like because I think I push myself a lot to do things that you might not do with kids or like people might not do with you know, like going to Dublin. Like I just thought we're gonna us two, like Nelly was like 10 months, Cora was whatever. It was, she's probably still five. It's been going on for a long time. This <laughs> like people were like, oh, I can't believe you do that. I am doing it because we're gonna have a good time. We get there, and it might be a bit of a like Ugh to get through the airport and to get everyone up, whatever, but we're going to have a good time. And I hope they remember like pushing myself, you know, to go to like museums and stuff and mm. the the mad places I take them. Yeah. Just having a laugh and doing things that like, I don't, I don't think that everyone does. Not that we do like, we don't, you know, skydive or anything, but just, yeah. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, Cora would love that, but not today. <laughs> when when Cora's six and a half, maybe we'll skydive. Yeah. So this is the end of our oh, podcast. And our tradition is the parent tip jar. Um, yes. So I will pull out a tip from one yeah. of our Instagram followers um, or from one of our previous guests because I will get you to send me one. I'll put it in yes. a little jar. Um, and then I would love your opinion, Miss Hannah, please. Oh. So, a little dig around. Yeah. And here it is. So, um, the cry out method works. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, again, this is right. In my experience, I don't, not to be tight on your kid, but I'm not bothered. If you want to do that, that's fine. Live your life. Because it. I have heard some people where they did that, for did whatever you do it consistently for like whatever many days, weeks. Okay, I fine. If you can hack that, best of luck. I think it's ridiculous for my kids. 
And for me, I think I honestly, I tried it because Cora's sleep was horrific. I don't think she slept through till she was four. But at one point, I just, I just thought, because, oh, I asked a sleep expert about her sleep. She used the word neglectful. Uh, because I wasn't making a nap and I was like I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know how to make a nap so she said and I was like right okay so I'll try this crying it out I think I sat outside her room for five minutes while she like nearly made herself sick mm-hmm. like crying and at this time we lived in a flat as well so I was very conscious constantly of people being around us and I just thought I don't want to do I don't want to do this like it makes me feel sick that she's in there and she wants me like duh obviously she, like she's not long out of me and she wants me and she she wants rocking she wants rocking and at the time I did with Cora I did think I'm gonna be rocking this girl so she's 15 like I'm, <laughs> I'm never gonna start rocking um but yeah for me I just can't I don't I rarely let my kids cry with Nelly she's cried more than Cora because you know you've got to wait when you're the second kid you've got to you've got you know school bags to find and teeth to brush but I don't I don't let them cry. My granddad always says it to me, he's like, it's good for their lungs, let her cry. And I'm like, for why? When I can sort her out, I don't, and it's not like, I'm not soft either. Like I'm not, but they don't need, if they don't need to cry, I wouldn't. And also I don't put bedtime and emotional horror <laughs> together. Yeah. Like the way I just, I couldn't get past it. So it's not for me. I'm happy for anyone who's successful in using it. Um, yeah, Cora didn't sleep through till she was four, so maybe I should have persevered. But <laughs> nah, it's not. Nelly's a really good sleeper. Cora now, yeah, sleeps like a dream. Well, she should do because she's a bloody adult nearly. But um, yeah, I couldn't cry it out. I'd be bloody crying it out. Mm. <laughs> totally agree. I can't. I'm not sure about it. And yeah, I just I'm not sure about. I know one really good sleep expert, but other ones that I've spoke to, especially when I was just panicking with Cora, I thought you're not help. You've really like traumatized me there. Mm-hmm. So it was neglectful Cora not having naps. Uh, what else? I was ruining like her sleep and her development. And I was like, oh my god, you see, Cora's fine. She's fine. <laughs> she survived. She's there and she's sleeping oh. now. Exactly. I think maybe you just need to get a different bed. That's what happened. Got her a new bed and she slept. So there's my top tip. <laughs> Keep yeah. buying beds. <laughs> <laughs> Does Casata do beds? <laughs> oh no, they should. Yeah, Casata bedding gets people to sleep. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time, Hannah. Robs, thanks for having me. And that's it. All done. If you'd like to share your own crazy stories on parenting, please follow me on Instagram and send me your journal entries at Mama Social Core and I promise to keep them anonymous if you want me to. Also, remember to hit follow, subscribe, share and if you want to leave me a little review, I'd really appreciate your feedback. So that's it. Have a great day and see you soon. Bye.